the Soccer Gambling Podcast is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, and Arizona. From boosted parlays to in-game odds on every major sport, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today to receive a $1,000 risk-free sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com and start winning today. But also brought to you by PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Check out the new PropSwap.com and use the promo code SGP on your first deposit to receive up to $500 in bonus cash. We're also brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is DFS simplified. Head over to PrizePicks.com and use the promo code SGP for a 100% deposit match up to $100. We're also brought to you by Sobet. Sign up to bet against your friends and join the social betting revolution at Sobet.io. That's Sobet.io. We're also brought to you by Better Fantasy. Better Fantasy is a new free-to-play app that lets you sync your fantasy football league and bet on the head-to-head matchups. Download the app today or just head to betterfantasy.com slash SGP. That's B-E-T-T-O-R fantasy.com slash SGP. And of course, don't forget to download the SGPN app, your home for all of our free picks and free podcasts. You are listening to the EPL show here on the Soccer Gambling Podcast. You can follow the Soccer Gambling Podcast on Twitter at SGP Soccer. That's at SGP Soccer. Also, follow the Twitter account for the BetMUFC podcast. That's at BetMUFC, at BetMUFC. To get my additional content, head over to LockBetting.com. That's LockBetting.com, where I've guided my clients to 102 months in a row of Transparent Track Profit. I'm posting the P&L for the month of November today, so make sure you check that out. That was a rough month for us. For, for a while, we were down there. We were in a hole I'm talking about new clients that signed up on November the 1st. They were in a hole. Long-term clients cashed a 10-unit future, the biggest future we've ever played, for a 14-unit profit. So they were on easy street because they played that in March. But for new clients, we were struggling throughout most of the month. And then we turned it round, went on an incredible run towards the end of the month. And we are continuing that run here at the start of December. There ain't no hotter capper in the world right now than myself. I have landed nine straight locks in a row across all of my podcasts. Some of them are bonus shows over at lockbetting.com, but you know I've been hot here on the SGP as well. And I'm on an 11-3 and run in the NBA. I have 10 winning weeks in the NFL. So to get all of my content, which includes NBA plays every day, the domestic soccer season, which is really going to hot up now as we get to the Christmas period in the EPL. And of course, the end of the NFL regular season where we are about to cash a whole bunch of futures, just like we did with the Champions League and the Europa League. You can get all of that content by heading over to lockbetting.com. Now, off the back of having a little bit of a sticky patch last month, I ended up losing 23% of my clients. I cannot tell you how stupid those people must feel at this point. I've been on this show giving out constant winners now for over seven years. It's coming up to eight years next summer. So I wouldn't be here covering soccer on my own soccer feed unless I was legit. 
I'm so legit. I now have a show covering the EPL, covering Italy called Scamessa Italia. Last year I did the Bundesliga and I have a bonus show covering Manchester United solely, my football team. And it's BetMUFC. So that's how well the shows are doing. We're getting loads of downloads. We need more reviews from you guys. We need a lot more reviews in order to beat that algorithm and get the SGP in a higher position. But I wouldn't be here. As I said, nobody wanted soccer here. And now we have three shows a week because I'm slamming out the content. And it's based on the success of the picks. It is based off the success of the lock runs. And we look to continue that going here, not just through the month of December, but forevermore. So if you want to get my additional content, that's over at lockbetting.com. We genuinely have 102 months in a row of Transparent Track Profit. I post all of the spreadsheets. Lockbetting.com diverts you over to a Patreon site. I use Patreon because underneath every single post, people can leave comments. And that's most significant when we are talking about the P&L spreadsheets because I cannot take away plays that lost. I cannot add plays I never put out. Everything on there needs to be 100% legitimate. You know in this day and age, in the snowflake era with the millennials, everything is going to be 100% scrutinized. I've probably got clients keeping their own spreadsheets about my plays to make sure that they match up and come up to the same total. That's how tracked and transparent I actually am. And I've been that way for 102 months. That means for over eight years, I haven't had a single losing month in sports betting. And that's probably not just for track plays as well. I'm sure I come on the podcast here and I don't think across four shows in a month covering the EPL, covering Italy, covering the Bundesliga, covering the Champions League. It's highly unlikely that I've ever had a losing month here on these shows, giving out my free picks as well. So it may seem like I'm kind of tooting my own horn here and I am somewhat doing that. But there's also a lesson here and the lesson comes to the people who who left my service. I am a solid tracked capper. I got myself back on track and you missed it. If you left during that poor little run, you missed it. And I haven't had many poor runs this year. I haven't had many losing days. I certainly haven't had many losing weeks. So you're the guys that missed out on that. And that is a formula to continue to lose in sports betting. If you find people, and it doesn't have to be me, if you find people and they have a record and they have a record, be it on YouTube or be it on Twitter or wherever you think you found somebody and you believe that they have a winning record and they have a little bit of a blip, you need to be there for that bounce back. And as I said, that doesn't just go for me. Good cappers don't become bad cappers overnight. They don't suddenly forget how to do this shit. And I'm not just speaking about me. Hell, I'll speak on behalf of Ryan and Sean. Ryan and Sean are not having a phenomenal year in the NFL this year, but they didn't forget how to handicap the NFL. The NFL hasn't changed forever off the back of this year. The things that they know, the algorithms they use, the techniques they use, the things that they've learned over the years, the spots that they picked, they haven't changed. Things will normalize and they will have winning weeks, massive winning weeks and a winning season again. They wouldn't be where they are now. They wouldn't have grown this podcast off the back of witty banter. They've done it off the back of winning picks. They've done that over the course of eight years. Good cappers will go back to being good cappers. That's how it is. Shit cappers will always be shit. And you want to avoid the frauds as best as you can. As I said on some of my other shows this week, I saw a number of guys handicapping Champions League who genuinely thought 
that Chelsea and Juve, the group will be decided on goal difference. They took Juve in handicap spots, saying that Juve needed a big win to overturn the goal difference, not knowing that head-to-head was a deciding factor. They took Dortmund to cover a handicap because they thought they could overtake the, the, uh, the goal difference of Sporting Lisbon when Dortmund were already out of the competition because the head-to-head matches had been played and Dortmund started their Champions League game this week eliminated. Now, I took Dortmund to cover that handicap because I knew Besiktas were a very weak team who were looking ahead to their league match off the back of losing 10 of the last 13 games and knowing Dortmund in front of their home fans and they owed him a good performance. That was a real reason to take Dortmund. Saying Dortmund need to overturn a goal difference to give themselves any chance to qualify was completely wrong and shows that you know absolutely nothing about soccer. And these guys were exposed massively this week on Twitter. You saw these guys who didn't have a clue that the Champions League was decided on head-to-head differential over goal difference which didn't mean anything unless the head-to-heads were equal. And I'm talking the same scorelines. I'm talking two teams beating each other 1-0 and the other team winning 2-1, meaning the goal difference was even. Borussia Dortmund went out because their goal difference with Sporting Lisbon saw them win one game 1-0 at home and lose the away leg 3-1. Therefore, the aggregate score of the head-to-head was 3-2 to Sporting Lisbon. Therefore, they were eliminated before that game was kicked. They didn't need to cover any handicap. They couldn't turn over any goal difference differential because it didn't mean jack shit. But these cappers didn't know that. And these are the real people that you need to watch out for. Good cappers will always be good cappers and they'll be good cappers again. So I may have a blip and I have far less blips than than anyone else out there. But whether it be me or whether it be someone on Twitter or YouTube or other cappers here on the Sports Gambling Podcast, if you believe in them and they've been consistent and they have a blip, You need to be there for the bounce back. I've now won 17 out of the last 19 days since I had that blip. So for the people who lose faith and bounce around from kappa to kappa and try to find that guy that's winning at 75%, hey, look, good luck to you. If you find a guy, let me know. Let me know who he is because I would love to sit down and have a conversation with this guy. Let me know who that guy is who's consistently winning at 75%. And uh, I, as I said, I will take my hat off and I would love to sit down and have a conversation with that guy. Now we are done with the plugs and the idiot section of the show. Let's move on to this week's EPL Slate. We begin on Friday night here with a game between Brentford and Watford, where Brentford are the 5-4 favourites to pick up the win tonight. It's 23-10 on the draw. That's 11-5 on Watford. Make no mistake about it with Brentford. They may have had a decent start to the season, but for me, they are still among the relegation contenders. Now, the books have them all the way out to 6-1 to one now to go down. In front of them, they have Leeds at 9-2. to two. They have Burnley at even money. They have Newcastle at 4-5. to five. They have Watford at 8-11. to 11, and, they have, and they have Norwich City at 1-5. to five. I don't think that Newcastle United are going to go down this season. I think they are going to invest heavily. I think Eddie Howe is a good manager. And I think he gets his team out of this situation. Leeds, I think, well, they've got Bamford back. They are going to go on some kind of run, some kind of run which is good enough to get them out of this conversation. And as for Burnley, Burnley always find a way to stay in the Premier League. Watford, I think, are in trouble. I think they're a decent price to go down at the moment at 8-11. to And Norwich City, they've been a banker for me since the start of the season. So when you're looking at that final relegation spot, it's not beyond the realm of possibility that Brentford can go down. And they're good value at the moment at 6-1. to Bearing in mind, they've just had a little bit of a dip after a bad start. If they have another dip 
and Burnley and Newcastle get a little bit of a run going together, if Leeds normalise and become the team they were last season, then suddenly Brentford drop back into the conversation. And in order to avoid dropping into the conversation, they have to win games like this against Watford, which I personally still consider to be a relegation six-pointer. Now, with that said, I do think that Brentford should win this game tonight. I think when you look at these two sides on paper, they're relatively even. I think if you did any kind of combined 11 between the two, you would end up with pretty much the same amount of players on the pitch. You'd take, obviously, Ivan Tony from Brentford, but you'd find a way for Joshua King of Watford to get into the side as well. So I think if you kept doing that throughout, things would eventually even out for you. Brentford beat Watford in the corresponding fixture last season. The Bees have lost just one of the last four and beat Everton in their last home game. And uh, Watford have lost their last three games and have five defeats in seven away games in the EPL so far. Now, obviously, that indicates that Brentford should win this game. But I think the strongest way to go in this game is to take both teams to score. Watford have scored in each of their last four games and Brentford have kept just one clean sheet in their last seven. This is since they swapped the goalkeeper. Alvaro Fernandez replaced David Rea. And I don't think he's necessarily responsible, but that has coincided with them just keeping one clean sheet in seven. And both teams have scored in seven of Brentford's last 10 games. So... The fact you are getting 7-10 to 10 odds here on both teams to score and the data says that it's cashed in 70% of Brentford's last 10, I think that has to be the way you go with this game. I lean Brentford, but I head more towards the both teams to score here as I see both teams finding the net here in tonight's game between Brentford and Watford. Up next, we move on to the early kickoff on Saturday as Man City are hosting Wolves. Man City are the 1-7 to favourites to win here. It's 7-1 on the draw. And it's 20 to 1 here on Wolves. This looks like a straightforward early kickoff for Manchester City here in this spot. They come into this on a incredible winning run. Obviously, they lost against Leipzig in midweek, but I'm talking about the EPL. And obviously, that was a nothing game, although you wouldn't think that from looking at the team that Manchester City put out. I think this will be a game that Manchester City win routinely with a clean sheet to boot. Uh, Wolves have seen fewer than three goals in each of the last five games and there have only been two goals scored in Wolves' last four matches. So they are finding it difficult to score, but yet they are defensively solid. Manchester City come into this having won their last five Premier League matches. At least one team has failed to score in each of Wolves' last five fixtures and Manchester City have won by a single goal in two of their last three Premier League games. So I think this will be a cagey game. I think Wolves will keep it tight. But when you've got the type of quality that City have, I think they'll get the inevitable breakthrough. And I think that breakthrough will open the game up and mean Wolves have to deviate from their game plan. And I think that's when you could see Man City getting two or three. But either way, my selection here would be for Wolves not to be able to find a net here in this game. I'm going to take Manchester City to win this game to nil. That selection is available here at three to four. You can also take Manchester City in under four and a half goals to be a little bit safer. That one is available at four to seven. The problem with that is if Wolves score and Manchester City score four or five, you end up losing the selection. I don't think they will. I think you're going to be safe with that play. And also, I think if Wolves do score in this game, I think it will be whilst implementing their game plan. I don't see them chasing down an equaliser or, or scoring while City are two up. Maybe when City are three up, because I think that's when City can be complacent. And we've seen that. We saw that against Watford last weekend. 
But um, yeah, I, I think Manchester City in under four and a half goals is safe. But I'm going to go with Manchester City to win to nil. That's the bigger value play. And that's going to be my selection here for this game between Manchester City and Wolves. The 12.30pm kickoff UK time, 7.30am tomorrow Eastern time in the US. Up next, we move on to the game between Arsenal and Southampton, where Arsenal are the 4-60, minus 150 favourites to pick up the win. It's 3-1 to one on a draw, and it's 17-4 on Southampton. Arsenal in a bad spot again. They're off the back of back-to-back defeats. And I think I was one of the only people that took Everton in that spot on Monday. Now, I didn't on the podcast... But after looking into that game a little bit more deeply, waiting for Arsenal's team selection and knowing Everton's record at Goodison Park on Monday nights in the EPL, where they've been very strong since the EPL started back in uh, 1992, I ended up going with Everton on the double chance there and actually took Everton on the money line during the game. Everton won that game relatively comfortably. They had goals. I know they won it 2-1 late on, but they had goal disallowed in that game. They were the dominant team throughout that game. It was just a very poor performance by Arsenal and something that Mikel Arteta is going to need to address. He actually threw his players under the bus in his interview. He didn't hold back. He didn't say they were unfortunate or anything like that. He called players out and said that it was a very, very poor performance. Now, you need a bounce back from that. And I think Arsenal will get that bounce back here against Southampton. Southampton have been decent this season. They're not really being talked about as relegation contenders and their league position doesn't tell you that they are. But I think this is a spot where Arsenal will beat them. Arsenal are unbeaten in eight home games and have won seven of them. So Emirates is once again becoming somewhat of a fortress as it was under Arsene Wenger, where Arsenal brushed aside all of the teams below them in the table routinely. Southampton have only won one of their seven Premier League away games this season. And Arsenal have won actually 2-0 in three of their last six games. And that as an individual scoreline is available for 9-1 to here in this game. Arsenal actually unbeaten against Southampton in nine straight Premier League meetings whilst five of Southampton's seven Premier League away games this season have ended with over 2.5 goals. So that kind of goes against the 2-0 scoreline, but I'm going to disregard that data. I think Arsenal, much like the game we just looked at between uh, Wolves and Man City, I think Arsenal's quality breaks through and they're able to possibly get a second off the back of Southampton, deviating from their game plan as well. So similar capping situations. Obviously, Man City are a far more better and consistent team than Arsenal, but I think Arsenal bounce back in this spot and I like the price of 4-6, minus one. 50 here in this one. Up next, we look at Chelsea versus Leeds, where Chelsea are the one of four favourites. It's five to one on the draw and it's 11 to one on Leeds. Since Tommy T took over, this is one of the worst runs that Chelsea have. They blew top spot in the Champions League, conceding in the 94th minute in midweek against a side that had nothing to play for. Zenit had no reason to, to play up in that game, play up to Chelsea, but they did come away with a 3 3 draw. And then before that, Chelsea lost 3-2 to West Ham. What that means is that the best defence in the Premier League have conceded six goals in their last two games. They are going to need to fix that here in order to pick up a win against Leeds, who are beginning to get themselves back on track. Leeds have scored in six of their last seven matches. Chelsea are unbeaten in their last seven home games in all competitions. However, both teams have scored in each of Chelsea's last four games. Five of Leeds' last seven away games in the Premier League have ended with both teams scoring as a winning bet. And five of Chelsea's last seven Premier League games have featured three goals or more. So I am going to go for Chelsea to get the win. 
but I'm going to tack on over two and a half goals. Now, Leeds could easily contribute to that. The data says Chelsea would concede again. Both teams to score is actually available at plus money individually at six to five. And Chelsea and both teams to score is available at five to two. That's how I do think it will play out. But to be safer, I'm going to take Chelsea and over two and a half goals. What that does allow you to do is it allows Chelsea to keep a clean sheet, but you then would be hoping for Chelsea to score the three goals themselves. And while they have conceded all of those goals, they have also scored five in their last two games. So if Chelsea were to score three here, your play would be a winner. So we're going to take Chelsea and the over two and a half goals here. And that one is available at four to five here. Up next, we look at Liverpool at home to Aston Villa as Steven Gerrard returns to Anfield. That's the reason I've listed this as the game of the week because it's very interesting to see Gerrard going back to Liverpool as a manager of another team. His Villa side, though, are massive underdogs to pick up a win here at 14-1. to It's 11-2 on the draw and it's 2-9 to here on Liverpool. I think this will be a humbling experience for Steven Gerrard. I do think his Aston Villa team could score here and contribute towards the scoring. But Liverpool are just so free scoring at the moment. They're winning games by rotating most of their team and going out to places like Milan and managing to win away in the Champions League in a game which Milan were desperate to win. Had Milan won that game... They would have gone through to the next round of the Champions League, but they couldn't beat this rotated Liverpool team. So everyone is playing for Klopp. Everybody is buying into the philosophy. And until they lose players to the African nations, if they even do, because even that is um, up for debate at the moment, Liverpool, I think, will have to be an automatic play here. Liverpool have won each of their last six games, but have conceded in two of the last three wins. Villa have scored in all four of the games that Steven Gerrard has been the manager for so far since he was appointed. Liverpool scored four goals in each of the last two Premier League games at Anfield and four of the last six Premier League meetings between these two teams have actually seen both teams found in net. So as I said, Villa could score here. They could contribute towards the scoring. I still think in the end it will end up being humbling for Gerrard. I'm talking 3-1, 4-1, something along those lines. But maybe they won't score at all. Maybe he'll set up with a game plan to try and contain Liverpool. We have seen Steven Gerrard set up teams to counter-attack and concede possession. I don't think that'll work here in this game. I think inevitably Liverpool get the win. Whether they concede or not remains to be seen. But I'm going to take Liverpool and over two and a half goals once again to be safe, much like the Chelsea play. You have to lay a little bit more juice here with Liverpool because their games have featured a lot of goals. You're getting this at three to five. But I think that is the most sensible play to win this one and to cash your play here between Liverpool and Villa on Saturday. Up next, we should be talking about Norwich versus Manchester United, but that's going to be covered exclusively over at BetMUFC. That's going to be covered exclusively over at BetMUFC. The Man United games are all now over at BetMUFC. So we're going to move past that and move on to Sunday, where we look at this game between Burnley and West Ham. Burnley are 13-5. It's 5-2 on the draw. And West Ham are the 11-10 favourites. I think you just continue to take West Ham here. They're looking like they're a legitimate side. They look like genuine top four contenders. They won their Europa League group, which isn't easy to do. Just ask Leicester, who are dropping down to the Europa Conference League. And I think it's difficult to find a reason not to take West Ham in his spot. They won away to Chelsea last week, 3-2. 
Obviously, there were elements of luck involved in that, but they're just a better team than Burnley. They're going to be very, very well rested. I think David Moyes will make 11 changes from the team that played in the Europa League in that nothing game yesterday. So I'm going to go for West Ham here as an auto play on the money line. And I think Burnley in trouble this season. I don't think that they have that usual feel about them where they're inevitably going to get out of it, where Sean Dyche is going to rally the troops and get these relatively average group of players to overperform. I think they are in trouble this season. I can see them going down. I can't see Newcastle going down purely because of Eddie Howe and the investment that he's going to get in January. So Burnley in trouble and I think they'll drop points in games like this. So West Ham on the money line will be my play here for this game. We look at two teams who are in trouble next here, Leicester and Newcastle. Trouble for different reasons. Leicester in trouble because they are nowhere near their expectation levels. They're out of the Europa League, a competition where they were one of the favourites to win it. They're now dropping down to the Europa Conference League. They're nowhere near the top four either. And Brendan Rodgers, who is touted as a possible replacement at Man United, is now one of the favourites to lose his job. So that's how bad things are for Leicester. Newcastle, we know they have become the richest club in the world, yet they are looking like they're going to be relegated this season. I don't think that will happen. But for that not to happen, they're going to start needing to pick up some points. They're coming off the back of the first win of the season last week. And I think they'll continue that momentum here. It's just very difficult to take Leicester. Now, I'm not going to be stupid enough to take Newcastle to win this game, but I am going to take Newcastle with a plus one handicap. Now, if Newcastle gets something from this game, be it a win or a point, you end up cashing this play. If Newcastle lose this game by just a single goal, you end up getting a push. If Leicester win this game by two, three or more, you obviously lose. But I cannot see Leicester doing that. Leicester landed a lock for us against Watford last week. But that was followed by immediate disappointment in the Europa League, losing to Napoli. It's not embarrassing to lose to Napoli, but Napoli had a load of players out. They were injury plagues. We probably saw five or six first team players there that would usually play for Napoli. So that was a disappointing result. They're now coming back from that disappointment against Naples. They're playing a Newcastle team that are somewhat invigorated. When it comes to talent, obviously there's a massive discrepancy. Leicester are massively more talented than Newcastle and they should win this game and this should be a losing play. But I'm just going to lean on the side of the Newcastle momentum here. I'm going to take Newcastle plus one. And um, I'm pretty sure that Leicester aren't going to come out here and win this game by two or three. So we're going to get ourselves a push, at least here, from this selection. The final game we're going to look at is the last game on Sunday. It's Crystal Palace versus Everton, where Palace are the 5-4 to four favourites. It's 11-5 to five on the draw and it's 23-10 to 10 on Everton. Rafa Benitez is now getting some players back and he really dragged out a solid performance from Everton against Arsenal. When their backs were against the wall, they turned around and said, it's not Rafa's fault. We want Rafa to be the manager. We're going to do everything that we can. And they put out an unbelievable performance at Goodison Park on Monday night. You have to you have to ride that momentum going into this game. Now, I understand Vieira's been pretty decent as the Palace manager so far, but they are coming into this off the back of three defeats. When you're coming into this off the back of three defeats, you cannot be favourites at home against a team that have better players than you and are expected to finish in a better league position. I think Everton will actually win this game. I think they're 
they're a very good live underdog here. But obviously, with Palace being the favourites, you have value on Everton on the double chance market. Everton to avoid a defeat here is available at 4 to 6 minus 150. And for me, that has to be a must play here on Sunday. So that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to take Everton to avoid a defeat here at minus 150, 4 to 6. But I'm also going to have a sprinkle on Everton to actually win this game as an underdog. On the money line at 23 to 10, that's widely available. If you shop around, you can get it at 5 to 2. So I'm going to have a sprinkle on that. But my main selection is going to be Everton on the double chance in this one here on Sunday. Closing out with your lock on the show. My lock this week is going to be over at... Bet MUFC because my lock comes from the game between Norwich and Manchester United. Now, there are loads of plays I like here. I could give you guys a double lock, but I've been doing that loads throughout the season. That's why our overall EPL record with the locks this season is 16 and 4. That's hitting at 80%. So I think you guys have done well so far with the double locks this season, given that we've had just 15 games played in the EPL and you guys have already had 20 locks from me. So that means on five occasions you've already had double locks. I'm not going to do it today. I'm going to save the plays for my clients. So if you want to get my additional content, head over to lockbetting.com. And while we're on the subject of additional content, there is going to be plenty of additional content here on the Soccer Gambling Podcast because we are hitting that crazy period, the Christmas period in the EPL. And you don't need to wait too long for it because in midweek, we will be dropping a bonus show covering all of the EPL games for Tuesday and Wednesday. We have a full slate of games on Tuesday and Wednesday, including Manchester United travelling to Brentford. We have Newcastle travelling to Liverpool, Leeds travelling to Manchester City. 10 games, a full slate of EPL games, and we'll be covering on a bonus edition of the EPL show in midweek. We'll also have another bonus show getting my reaction to the last 16 Champions League draw. We'll be looking at all of those fixtures and we'll be looking at how it affects the futures market. Don't forget to check out BetMUFC because over at BetMUFC, that's where we're going to be previewing the Norwich City versus Manchester United game. And that is where you'll find your free lock this week because it comes from the Norwich City versus Manchester United game. So make sure you head over to BetMUFC and go and check that out. That's it for me in this edition of the EPL show. Good luck with all of your bets as always, guys. And thanks for listening.